Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Joseph Clough, and this is episode 654. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about why hypnosis does not work. Now, you may be thinking, look, Joseph, you've been doing hypnosis for two whole decades. How can you possibly say hypnosis doesn't work? Well, of course, it's a little bit of a trick. I know of absolute certainty hypnosis works. It worked for me to let go of my imposter syndrome, to let go of the belief that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't capable. All of those kind of feelings and the blushing and the anxiety. And hypnosis literally saved my life. It did. I don't know where I'd be if it weren't for hypnosis. So, yes, hypnosis does work. But there are times when hypnosis does not work. And here's where I want to go against the grain a little bit. And it might upset a few people. It may do. But it's okay, right, to be upset. Or to at least be challenged. Or to at least consider alternative thoughts and ideas against our own beliefs and our values. I think that can be a good, healthy thing for our experience. Because contrasting it, opinions can actually be an opportunity to grow. We don't want to be living in an echo chamber of all the same old, same old. We want to think differently. So allow things to bubble up on the inside. So let's get to it. I was thinking at the weekend, why hypnosis does not work. And there's a couple of answers to this. It may be able to get a little bit personal about you, but also it may be absolutely nothing about you right so let's consider it let's get into the mindset that if we go and see a hypnotist or we use a hypnosis track what could possibly want be one of the reasons as to why hypnosis does not work really think about it is it you is it the hypnotist there's going to be a reason out there right well, to me, the first reason would be if you ever like worked one-to-one of a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist, or look, let's broaden it out to coaching, to therapy, um, whatever it is, you go there and then the person that you're working with, say the hypnotist or the hypnotherapist or the coach, you're working with them and you're not getting the results. Now, sometimes that person that you're paying your good money to may say, do you know what? Hypnosis is not for you. You can't be hypnotized. All my other clients change. Why are you not changing? It must be you as the hypnotist. It must be you as the client, as the person, the customer, that this is why hypnosis does not work. For you. Why? Because of you. Now, of course, how does that make you feel? If I were to say that to you, look, hypnosis won't work for you because, look, you just, you're not hypnotizable. You're not willing to learn. You're not X, Y, Z. 
especially if you've been trying, especially if you had that desire to really change and you're investing, yet that hypnotist or hypnotherapist says, look, you can't change. It will make you feel horrible. It will make you feel like you're broken, which is an absolute lie in every single way, because you're not. And you are absolutely are hypnotizable. So sometimes other practitioners, not many, but some, will try to put blame on you if what they do is not working. Because it's an easy get-out clause for them. They just got to blame it on you. Therefore, it makes you feel bad and makes them feel okay. So that doesn't make sense to me. You see, if a good hypnotist is a really good one, they will have something what I call the behavioral flexibility. If something doesn't work, I'm going to transition to something else. I want to try lots of different things until I get the result that we really, really need. That's the adaptability of a good practitioner of transformation, a good hypnotherapist or hypnotist. The willingness to adjust and absolutely take responsibility for the results that you acquire. That's what I'm all about. I've got to take absolute responsibility for the results, the transformations. If it's not working, first question as a hypnotist, hypnotherapist goes, what can I do differently? How can I learn from this? What what can I do that will cause a client to make that change? So number one, if anyone's ever said, look, you are not hypnotizable, or they've said it's your fault as to why you didn't change, then the chances are they are wrong. The chances are it was the hypnotist's fault for not being flexible, for not willing to be adaptable and just trying to put the blame on you. So that's one reason as to why hypnosis does not work. That reason is the hypnotist or hypnotherapist is not being willing to be adaptable and adjustable to your needs. So that can make you feel better, right? That can make you go, oh my goodness, it's not that I'm broken. It's not that I'm not hypnotizable. Because look, everything is learnable. You were terrible at learning to ride a bike. I know that you were absolutely terrible at learning to walk in the beginning. Your first steps probably weren't the most elegant steps that you've ever made. You see, everything is new. But it takes time to learn how to go into trance. It takes time to learn how to ride a bike. It takes time to learn how to walk. So I would say all hypnosis is, is learning how to go into hypnosis. And the chances are the more that you do it, the deeper you'll start to go. So remember, hypnosis is just a tool. It's an experiential tool of going on the inside, learning to connect with who you really are. Of course, you need someone to guide you there. And that's why we want to make sure that they're not putting the blame on you because it is simply a process. It's a process that allows you to recognize that, look, this is where I want to be. There's what I want to let go of. I'm going to use hypnosis. And it's all about learning how to go into trance. So that's the first thing. Now, the thing which may go up against your boundaries is this. Sometimes it is our fault. Sometimes as a practitioner, well, sorry, as a, as a client, we've got to be ready to change. You thought about that? Sometimes we don't feel like we're ready. Sometimes we're, we can be the victim. Like we're all human. Sometimes the issue 
will give us more greatness, so-called greatness or so-called um, benefits than actually letting go of the problem. Now, my example is this, and it's one I've said before, I'm sure, that let's just say we were feeling um, depressed and anxious and we're unable to work. What happens next? Well, the chances are, depending on the country, you'll get some form of government assistance to make sure that you have some form of accommodation or some enough food or food stamps and so on. Maybe we have a friend or a family member who comes around and supports us financially or or cooks for us or does certain hob- um actions for us like washing cleaning what have you because look we're too anxious and depressed or all those things now if we remain in that state of everyone or most people or governments looking after us unconsciously not consciously this is really important okay so this is something you got to pay attention to i'm not saying you consciously don't want to change but your unconscious mind may start to fall into the cycle that if I let go of anxiety, I let go of depression, I will lose that government assistance. I will lose my my friend coming over to help me or my family member. All of those things will cause us to unconsciously feel like maybe we should stay the same because if I let it go, maybe I won't have that friendship. Maybe I'm going to have to get a job. I'm going to have to start earning money and all those kind of things, right? So unconsciously, we may self-sabotage ourselves. Now, it doesn't mean that will stop you from changing. You see, you've got to have the epiphany. If you're truly wanting to let go of an issue, you have to take 100% responsibility for who you are in this moment. 100% responsibility for what you're going to do next. People could have done so many bad things to us and it's not letting them off the hook. In fact, you are becoming the example of change by not allowing those people in your past to keep you held back. Think about that. You are showing them that you are powerful, that you are strong, that you're willing to assume responsibility. But realize sometimes hypnosis may not work because your unconscious mind feels like it's getting a benefit from remaining the same. Let's just say, let's break it to another example. You have, say, a fear or a phobia. Well, what's the intention behind a fear or phobia? Well, of course, it's protection. Your unconscious mind is trying to protect you in any given moment. In fact, it's its highest prime directive. It's here to protect you. It runs a fight and flight. It runs a healing. It runs the habits. It runs all these things within us, the belief systems, literally how we store time and memory, all of this stuff. Your unconscious mind is always trying to help you. And if it thinks that what it's doing is getting the result which is one of protection, even if it gives you pain, like a phobic reaction or anxiety or the imposter syndrome or more debt. If it tries to keep you in your comfort zone, your safe zone, it'll do whatever it takes. So recognize that your unconscious mind may want to keep you stuck if we, it doesn't feel like that there's a safer way of being. So we've got to get our mind right here. Once again, we've got to take responsibility. And if you're working with a good hypnotist or hypnotherapist, they will start to not replace or just suggest over and over again that you're worthy, that you're good deserving, that you're good enough. No, 
It's about evolution. It's about evolving your unconscious mind to recognize that what it's doing is not keeping you safe and there's a better way of being safe. In fact, to get your unconscious mind, what I would call in like a double bind that it has to solve it, is to get it to realize that it's not keeping you safe and this is the only solution to being safe, which is my way, which would be one where you are so confident you're like oozing that self-certainty that excitement and that passion and that purpose and that love all of those things that you want to experience that's what i get the unconscious mind to do it's not about replacing it's about evolving your unconscious mind so let's remember some hypnotist hypnotherapist will try to blame you if you don't get the result because it's like handing you off to someone else Sometimes, which is wrong, by the way, number one, remember, that's wrong. A good hypnotist will take absolute responsibility to be flexible, to adjust, to adapt and figure out, like, if you're not going to trans this way, I'm going to do a different induction. If it hasn't got this, we're going to do this. Like, I love just moving. I, I see it like a dance in hypnosis, although I cannot dance very well. But I see it in my mind that it's this movement. It's not rigid. It's a free flow. It's a, it's a way that allows you to evolve and change and educate the unconscious mind, your best friend. So that's how I like to try to operate. My intention every single time is to guide the unconscious mind to that success. Now, the second one, as we said, was sometimes we do have to take responsibility. We cannot live on the effect side of the equation. We cannot have reasons for staying the same, no matter if it makes us feel like we're safer. Because it's very painful to remain in the imposter syndrome. It's very painful to remain in the anxiety because it will create all these other stresses in our life. So yeah, on one hand, the, un the hypnotist has to take responsibility. But on the same hand, or the other hand, both hands, same hand, maybe all of the hands. The hypnotist and your hands. What we have to do is take responsibility to as the the client go look i'm so invested i'm willing to do whatever it takes and even though this anxiety is trying to protect me i'm going to evolve it to a whole new level that's what you've got to do now and here's the other one pay attention to this one i've said it before and if you don't get this you may remain stuck in the issues let's just say we're feeling unwell one day we go to the doctor the first thing a good, great doctor would do would say, what are you experiencing? What are your symptoms? Now, let's say they're a bad doctor, but they say the exact same sentence. They go, what are you experiencing? And you go, look, I've got this um, headache, sore throat, stomach aches, aches, pains, fever, shiver, um, congestion. Like I just feel all these like fluey symptoms. Every time I eat, I feel bad. And then the doctor just turns around and goes, okay, this is the plan of action. And you're like, what, what is the plan of action? I want to get out of this pain. And they go, look, I'm going to give you one pill for the headache, one for the sore throat, one for the stomach ache, one for every time you eat and you feel bad. One for the congestion, one for the fever, one for the shivers, one for all these symptoms. And then by the time you like you look back at a doctor and you just go, well, you mean I've got to take all these pills for the rest of my life just to keep my symptoms at bay? That's crazy. But that's what a bad doctor would do. Now, what would a good doctor do? Think about it. Well, if they're a good doctor, they'd ask you the same questions of what are all your symptoms? And then... 
Based on those symptoms, they will say, I think, based on what you've told me, that this is the root cause that creates the symptoms. And then, let's say it's like, like a bacterial infection, they go, well, here's some antibiotics, take this one pill three times a day for just like a course of a week or less. And not only will the bacterial infection disappear, but also all your symptoms will, go, will disappear as well. And in that moment, you're like, yes, that's a good doctor. They found the root cause. They didn't just treat the symptom. They actually found the root cause, which will resolve and let go of the symptoms. Wouldn't you agree that that's what a good doctor would do? Well, the interesting thing is, why do we think that is good, but we don't tend to do it for our psychological issues? Usually, we just focus on the symptom like the bad doctor. Oh, I have this anxiety, so therefore, I'm only going to work on anxiety. Oh, I have this um, drinking issue, so I'm just going to try to work on the drinking. But for, let's say for one, for example, for drinking, maybe stress causes us to drink. Maybe what's behind the stress? Maybe they don't feel they're capable at work. So therefore they go to alcohol to make them feel better or they try to escape the past traumas. So it's not actually the alcohol. The alcohol is a byproduct like smoking or anxiety or worries and doubts. I mean, I'm saying all of these because any of them could be a symptom. But remember the reason why I'm saying this, if you use hypnosis to work on a symptom that you experience, guess what's going to happen? It's like a weed in your garden and you go and see the weed in your garden and you just go, oh, this is my solution. I'm just going to take the leaf off the weed, bang, and hopefully the weed will disappear. No, what's going to happen? Well, a new one's going to appear, a new weed. So... If you just work on, say, the anxiety, but the anxiety is not the root cause, what's going to happen? Well, either it's going to come back bigger, faster, and quicker, or it's going to find another symptom to manifest itself to get you to pay attention. You see, all the symptoms that we experience in life are signals to look for what the root cause is. But unfortunately, and this is for even some hypnotists, it's like, it drives me up the wall, and there's not everyone, but I am so dialed in to finding the root cause of the issue which manifests all those symptoms. That is my number one objective. Like, I'm pretty good at hypnotist, right? I'm pretty good at it. I've done it for like two decades, but what I'm really good is isolating the root cause and then solely working on letting that go. So maybe we've got to look at that weed and rather take the leaf and expect the leaf not to grow back or more to grow back, maybe we just go straight to the root of that weed and unplug it from the soil and therefore it cannot come back. That's what we got to do with our mind. Get into the mindset that your mission is to find the root cause, to do whatever it takes to work with someone to get you. Sometimes we've got to get our own way. I mean, you may be able to find it. So I'm not, I don't want to deny that fact. But sometimes you want to work with someone, someone like may not even be me because you might, Joseph, like, I know you don't work with, say, like smoking and things like that. You only work with like professionals or business, entrepreneur, imposters, all that stuff. Like, you know who I work with. I'm here just to try to help you, support you on any endeavor that if you're working with other people, make sure you're focusing on the root cause. 
because that is why hypnosis will not work. It may work for a little bit because, yeah, you feel better having worked on the anxiety, for example. But guess what? After a couple of days, a week, you're like, oh, I feel the anxiety again. That must mean the hypnosis did not work. But it's not that it didn't work. It just wasn't isolated to the root cause to make it work. So let's have a quick recap, just so we're clear of this in our mind. Some hypnotists, hypnotherapists, practitioners in general will try to blame you for staying the same, that you weren't good at hypnosis. Lie. Hypnosis is about learning how to go into trance. It may take a while. Maybe you've got to get used to it. Maybe you've got to have trust with this person. That's the other thing when we think about it. Maybe you just don't resonate with the person. Like if you didn't resonate with me and you didn't say believe in me or you thought i was a fraud if you thought like ah he just says all these nice feel-good words and he doesn't really have the he doesn't really want me to change like if you honestly felt like that to me number one i wouldn't want you to listen to me anymore like just quit it like seriously i won't lose i'll lose more sleep thinking that you're just trying to listen to me for having all this negativity and angst like that would make me lose sleep just move on if that's the case. Like, I, I just want you, well, you wouldn't believe me when I say that, but I want you to succeed no matter who you're working with. But that is something we've got to remember. You've got to have rapport there. You've got to think this person, like if, if it definitely when it came to a client, if you wanted to become a part of my program, we've got to get on. Like we go through a system of only working with clients that we want to work with. Like I refuse to work with clients I dislike because it's of dishonor to them. I want to be able to see the greatness in them. I want to know I can solve it. I want to enjoy the process. And that's how I want to run my life, my business. So same for you. You've got to make sure you resonate with the person. Maybe that was a reason as to why that you didn't believe, you didn't have the rapport, you didn't have the trust, you didn't feel at ease. All of those things will get in the way of letting go. But as I said, Let's add that to the list as our number one, since we just covered it. Then we went on to, look, maybe the hypnotist blames us because they didn't have the flexibility. They couldn't adapt there. They just learned this one strategy and thinks that, well, if I just keep doing this one thing, hopefully it works. Maybe it's just suggestion based. All of those things. It's not true to blame you for not working. A good hypnotist will be adaptable and flexible for your needs so you can truly transform in every single way. And then we went on to that. Yeah, you've got to take responsibility too. You've got to assume responsibility and go all in on it. I mean, like if the hypnotist is more invested in your solution than you are invested, then it's not going to work. Like You've got to be equal energy. I want people when I work with them to go like, I'm so excited to work with Joseph. I'm all in and I'm resourceful. I'm willing to learn. I'm invested. Like then we've got the same energy. We've got to match that. Yeah, I've got to take you by the hand, show you the way, but you've got to have that excitement and go, I want to change. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. So that's where it's on you. Maybe we have reasons for staying the same. Like I said, these secondary gains. Maybe our unconscious mind thinks it's protecting you. So until we provide it a new strategy of being safe, it's going to stay the same. It's going to keep doing what it's always done, thinking it's getting the right result. And that's where big problems happen. 
because then it starts to get ingrained. So we need the unconscious mind to recognize there's a safer way of being where you still can be happy and achieve the life of absolute immense love and excitement and fulfillment and peace and wholeness and knowing you're worthy in every single way. And then the, the last one we just said was to find the root cause. Like if you're just working on symptoms, you're never going to stay. Also, you're never going to really change because they're going to keep on manifesting. We see it time and time again that we just go, well, if I just fix this symptom because I feel it the most, then I let it go. Everything will be okay. No. If you feel it the most, it's probably your unconscious mind shouting at you by giving you that symptom saying, look, pay attention to me. Pay attention. This is like the lead in to the root cause. Hopefully that makes sense, right? Like... Our body is communicating with us all the time, and sometimes these symptoms are just signals for you to pay attention to find the root cause. So those are my reasons as to why hypnosis does not work. But the good thing is, when you find the right person who takes responsibility, the good thing is when you take responsibility, the good thing is when you, we find the root cause, we find exactly what it is, and then you get everything to that and upgrade your unconscious mind so it's safer than ever before, that is when you will live a life of love, purpose, wholeness, knowing you're worthy, deserving enough, and let go of all the symptoms. So remember, don't blame the tool of hypnosis. We've got to look, because the tool works. It's a strategy. It's a system. It's an experience of reconnecting yourself. We've got to look at these other elements. Sometimes it's the blame of the hypnotist because uh, they're not taking responsibility. Sometimes it's us as a, as a client. And remember, a good hypnotist will find the root cause of the issue and not just treat your symptoms because that's just operating like that bad doctor, like 30 pills for the rest of your life. Madness, I tell you. That is not what we want. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as to why hypnosis works, but also why hypnosis does work. Now with that, if you are ready, invested, you are decisive, you are resourceful, you are a professional, and you're willing to put the time the investment into the absolute transformation of letting go of your issue, the imposter syndrome in this case, the anxiety, the beliefs that we're not enough and worthy and capable and we may get found out, you may want to go ahead and apply to go in our program. Not everyone can go in. We don't speak to everyone. It's got to be a certain good fit and that's josephclough.info slash talk. And then... You go ahead and fill out an application form and then we decide or kind of connect of what we want to let go of, exactly what you want to achieve, what is unconsciously stopping you, the root cause, and then to make it a reality. It is application only once again. That's all it is. Application only. You've got to be invested and ready. There is a world class, in my opinion, two decades of my learning and experience of working of having let go of my own issue and all the other people's issues when it comes to the imposter syndrome. Like I said, it's for professionals, entrepreneurs, business types, professionals who want to excel in their career, all of that stuff. That is what my program solves. So remember, that is josephclough.info slash talk. 
book a call, you apply six, seven, eight questions, easy peasy, prepares the team for the, the call, and then they'll be able to figure out if you're a good fit to, to work with us. So with that, my friends, remember, we get clear. We want to figure out exactly what we want to achieve and get that root cause. Once we do, we'll be able to come up and put next steps if we want to offer you an opportunity to enroll in the program. So with that, I just want you to know that I know that you are capable, worthy to achieve all of your desires. Hypnosis is the way. Why? Because if you could consciously change, you would let it go. If you cannot, it must mean the unconscious mind is running it. And hypnosis does just that. It works with your unconscious mind. So with that, my friends, I look forward to speaking to you on a future episode. Many thanks and goodbye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.